Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. This is the 13th of our Strategic Insights series of short podcasts where Caroline draws on her wide corporate, not-for-profit, exec, non-exec and coaching experience. And today she's going to be talking about positivity. Thanks, Darren. Positivity is probably a word I would have poo-pooed some years back, as it seemed new and a bit trendy, not real English. However, positivity as a word has in fact been in existence longer than negativity. Who knew? In any case, it's become a firm favourite of mine over the last years, as my outlook has changed, and each year just gets better and better. And it's down to shifting myself into becoming a more positive person. I mentioned in an earlier podcast in the series how I'd begun to be more positive in my outlook during my Unilever Rotterdam days. I believe the change came from some of the coaching I was having, as well as interacting with many people less fortunate than myself when on a leadership course in Brazil. I started to realise that if I thought positively, then things just seemed to turn out better, and I felt happier. And I knew I had a lot to be thankful for. There's quite a bit of science behind things like the biological impact of smiling and understanding the positive impact. So why wouldn't we want to try it out and build on it? It's like that expression we use, think happy thoughts. It works. Smiling releases both dopamine and serotonin, one increasing our feelings of happiness and the other lowering our stress. Smiling not only makes us feel good, but it also boosts our immune system, according to behavioural neuroscientists. And researchers claim it ultimately can extend our lives, as it lowers our heart rate and blood pressure. We become less prone to both depression and aggression if we smile more. And frowning can do just the opposite, so there's a whole other case for Botox, apparently. But seriously, if we practice smiling every morning, we're likely to have a better day overall. And whilst it may seem counterintuitive to force a smile when we're not feeling happy, here's where the motto, fake it till you make it, comes in again. By smiling, you trick your brain into thinking something fun or funny is happening. As simple as that. And there's something about serendipity in my case. Maybe because positivity was on my mind, and it's funny how these things do work out, I managed to secure my next Unilever role after Rotterdam in the Kingdom of Thailand. Thai people are incredibly positive, respectful and just pleasant all round. And the so-called land of smiles really encouraged me to smile more and see things in a much more upbeat way. How could I not? It was a wonderful time in that respect and I came away even more positive than before and with the added bonus of our adopted son. What I found over time is that a more positive me has opened up so many doors which would otherwise have stayed closed. People regularly comment on my positive outlook, and even strangers have gravitated towards me because of it, resulting in new conversations and new learnings. Positivity flows over into one's feelings about oneself, which we'll talk about in the next podcast in the series. And it also opens the brain up to things we may not believe possible. When I was working for the Southbank Centre, and we needed more funding, I prepared a financial plan which demonstrated that, with an additional injection of funds, Southbank Centre could become financially sustainable in the medium term which would be in the interests of all, both Southbank Centre and the Arts Council. It was quite a simple exercise to carry out, and, with support from Arts Council London, I managed to get it tabled and gained an additional 16.5 million funding over three years, at a time when the Arts Council was actually reducing funding across the nation. So, what's positivity got to do with this? My old self would have analysed the situation, felt that the time just wasn't right and probably would not have pursued the idea any further. 
but my more positive self said, what harm can it do? There's a chance if I'm persuasive enough, and it's the right thing to do, creating a sustainable future for a worthy organisation. After Southbank Centre, I went for the role of first CFO of Save the Children International, got it, and then embarked on the gruelling process of getting 30 different Save the Children's to agree the multiple legal contracts which were a prerequisite for a transformation which was going to move all on-the-ground programming in 110 countries into one single organisation, thereby saving $10 million per annum, which could go back into saving children's lives. If I hadn't remained positive, seeing the best intentions on all sides though at times it didn't feel like that, and believing something this complex was possible, I just would not have had the energy and resilience to play my part, which, quite frankly, was often at the harshest, least glamorous end of things. It was tough, and I remember a member of my team in tears at the end of one particularly difficult meeting. But my positivity played a very important role in the success of the whole transformation, and I not only survived, but came out of it a stronger and even more positive person, which would not have been the case ten years previously. I needed that positivity shortly after this when I was seeking 360-degree feedback via my coach. Whilst there was a lot of positive stuff, I dwelt most on the areas of criticism, which research says is a typical female thing. And there were a few very hurtful comments which I still remember. One was about how I liked sometimes to dress in clothes from different cultures we worked in, such as Indian, which actually went down very well with some of my IT team and Indian colleagues, but someone clearly thought differently. Another suggested my excellent relationship with my boss was about me trying to emulate her, but just not being good enough. My coach indicated that a few of those giving feedback had subsequently regretted what they had said, and it was clear that some had used the opportunity to have a go at me, or were just having a bad day. But I took it very much to heart at first. I recalled a leadership training way back where the theory had been to break you down before building you up again. The programme was stopped, by the way, after complaints due to participants having nervous breakdowns subsequently. I'd come out of that programme, however, with some scars, but had for whatever reason become stronger through it, like the song based on Nietzsche's words, What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I reflected on that and on the benefits of being positive and looking forwards. So I took all the reasonable suggestions for improvement and worked on those. And I tried also to acknowledge the huge amounts of positive feedback that I had initially put to one side. I realised that whilst it's good to be open to continual improvement... Sometimes we can also politely ignore feedback, which isn't relevant or doesn't come from a place of generosity. And whenever we receive feedback in a positive frame of mind, it will be that much more effective. And of course, some of us need to convince ourselves that you can't please everyone all the time. Apparently, pessimists see things as permanent and pervasive, whereas optimists look at things as more temporary and due to specific causes. And this leads the optimist to be healthier and less prone to depression. Sometimes we waver between a rather fixed mindset, believing things are as they are and should or will stay so, and a growth mindset, which focuses on the possible. So again, in crude terms, pessimist versus optimist, or a person who struggles with change versus one who embraces it. I've heard of people who give their inner fixed mindset character a name, so they can joke about it when it surfaces. This is another way of dressing one's more pessimistic or fixed opinion self, through humour. So, circling back to the opening of this talk, a smile or more a day will keep the doctor away and bring so much more into our lives. Why not just start with 30 seconds of smiling at the beginning of each day? It was one of my 2020 resolutions and it works. Thank you, Caroline. I'm a great fan of positivity, as you know, and agree it can be life transforming. Next time up, you'll be talking about a connected topic, self-belief, and after that, 
negativity and where that has a place. So do come back then to hear what Caroline has to say about the other side of the coin. But for now, goodbye and thanks for listening. 